Welcome, friends, to Game Master's Studio, where we talk shop about running tabletop role-playing games. With us today is Jared and Ed, with your host, Jerry. Hello, and welcome to Game Master's Studio, where we'll be talking about tabletop role-playing games, tips and tricks that you can do for your games at home to help kind of increase your experience and help you out to have a little bit of fun. Today we're going to be talking about low ability scores, since we're still kind of in the pre-game planning phases, and some of the options that you have and how to work with your players on that. My name is Jerry, a.k.a. Freed, and I'm host and moderator today. And with me in the studio, I have Jared, a.k.a. DMF, proprietor of Mad Doc Designs, creator of the World of Wrath, and semi-professional dungeon master, and Ed. Just so you guys know, the mini-fridge is empty. All right, so we are discussing low ability scores today. We've discussed character creation, getting set up, starting to plan, and sometimes the character creation doesn't wind up with characters that your players are necessarily happy with. Um, and one of those big issues can be that their stats just aren't as high as they would like. Now, everybody yeah. likes to, at some point, have fun with playing the super-powered, really successful alpha, ace-at-everything characters with the high stats, the high numbers, never fail. But sometimes the dice just don't work out that way. No. Nope. How do you guys approach it when a player looks at this sheet, looks at his numbers, and goes, these just aren't going to work for me? Well... I mean, you know, as a GM, you do, of course, and I know we're, I know we're going to touch on this later. You want to tell them it's not the end of the world. But sometimes they roll, you know, maybe they roll a bunch of stats, and the best they get, you know, using kind of D&D statistics, is the best they get is maybe like a 14 and everything else between 8 and 12, you know? And for anybody at home that may not have Dungeons & Dragons experience, a starting stat would generally run from 3 to 18, with average being 10 to 11. Yeah. And most people will consider, you know, one or two good stats to be okay. So something around the 15, 16 range or better. You get two of those, most people will be happy with that. But, like, if you get nothing in that range, some people can be upset by that. I guess one thing you could do, if everyone else has fairly decent stats, you could tell the player, hey, take that lowest roll and turn it into 17, 18. You know, that way... Okay, we're not going to change the role completely, but I'm going to give you that one stat so your character's good at the one thing they're supposed to be good at. Yeah, I do know that the Warhammer system has a, a built-in optional rule for players to take their lowest stat and turn it into an average stat instead. Yeah. So it doesn't break it by saying, okay, here I'm going to give you something really good, but yeah. it does help bring up the overall base level. Yeah, some GMs will say, we'll turn your highest stat you know, into a better stat or say your lower stat into a better stat. That that Warhammer one sounds pretty interesting. You know, you can make it, you know, at least average. Yeah. Um, I know if I look as a DM, because I have the experience, uh, systems that I know, I can look at some of the stats and compare a player's stats to other players before the game even starts. Once the game starts, your stats are your stats. But before it starts, I've had it and I've looked at it and I'm like, these are significantly lower. Yeah. You know, I've had a player that ruled very poorly and their highest stat wound up being like, I think it was a 12. It yeah. was just everything was just, they were looking at penalties across the boards and I allowed them to re-roll, just start from scratch and re-roll everything. Um, I think that's... Yeah. Re-rolls are certainly something you can do. It's an option, but it is kind of a scorched earth option. You yeah. know, we're just going to blast it and start over. 
Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's the fastest and easiest way, and sometimes that'll give you a really happy player because if they're complaining about their stats, okay, start over. Well, that should make all of their their issues go away. Yeah, I mean, I usually tell them to suck it up, Sally. No. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually specifically when Sally is complaining about her low scores. Right. Damn it, Sally! <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of average to lowest scores, but you know, t- but I want my players to be happy, like you said. And I'm also, you know, like Jerry has said several times in the past, if I want you dead, you're dead. So you're like your stats really don't matter to me. It's just about keeping your players happy. So I mean, I've there have been plenty of times where it's like you know. Turn your nine into a sixteen, you know, just like okay, like, or like everyone else in the group rolled really well when I wasn't looking, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's how that always works. It's a proven fact of gaming. Anything that blocks the line of sight from the DM to the dice will statistically improve the numbers that you roll. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so while, while I wasn't looking, everyone else rolled really well, and then I was paying attention to you roll, and you rolled like crap. So maybe I'll let you re-roll everything. Maybe I'll let you just take a couple, you know, have a good, you know, turn a couple of your bad stats into good stats you know there's there's a lot of ways to approach it i mean like you guys have touched on a few i'm regurgitating a couple of those but there, it really just kind of depends on what you want to do but again just remember as the gm that you have that power you can let them re-roll you can just give them a good straight stat you can just look at the whole table and go what you know what you guys can't have rolled all 18s while this guy over here rolled all eights Everyone just hey, have 14s across the board. I'm not saying that that's a good idea. I'm just saying that you have the power to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, the DM can say anything. <laughs> so just do whatever you think you need to do to make sure that not only is everyone kind of, you know, that everyone's happy, but also that everyone's kind of try to keep them on the same kind of playing field. And that's where, you know, there's the advantage of like bomb point by and the array system, which we touched on in a previous episode. Yeah. You know, that that keeps everything within a, a compact cluster. You don't have to worry about those wild rolls where he's got three 18s and he's got three threes. Um, yeah, when you're dealing with, with an array, everybody's got the same stats, so there's there's no room to real, really complain there. And point by is about, ba- is about balancing, and if somebody has a low stat, it means they had to make that choice. Yeah, they, they did that to themselves. Um, I think that... As far as adjusting poor stats, if as a DM you feel the need to, I think personally that you're better off taking the low stats and making them average rather than taking some of the good stats and making it a little bit better. Right. Um, because when you bring it up, you bring it to kind of that average person. And a lot of the heroic stories are about average people overcoming extraordinary things. Um, you know, Die Hard wouldn't have been an interesting movie if it was John Rambo running around doing that, as opposed to um, McClane. John McClane. John McClane, yes. So next time you're going to use a reference, you better know the f- statistics. I had it, and, I'm, and I was like, "That's that's a you different." You almost got beat Bruce down Willis by movie. the internet there. <laughs> <laughs> I had McClane, and I'm like, "No, that's a different Bruce Willis movie." But I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the so, other Die Hard movies. I, you know, I would argue, you know, if you were going to make McClane as a as a character, you know, he doesn't have bad stats. Yeah, he's just but kind of he certainly doesn't have Rambo stats. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Right. He's he's supposed to, he's supposed to represent average Joe right. cop. You know, exactly. He's, he makes some good decisions, but that comes down to the role playing and not down to the stats. Yeah. yeah. And, and he he proves that fact. I, and I think this is what you were trying to touch on. Stats don't matter. 
he proves that fact. Yeah, okay. That's don't make the character. Exactly. Yeah. If you, you're right. They don't make the character. Right. Yes, if you want to be the overpowering fighter guy in your highest stats of 14, you're really not going to have an overpowering strength. No, but you can be the character who's, I've seen those fighters, that's what I want to do, that's what I want to commit my life to, and I'm always going to try, and I'm never going to give up. Exactly. And that makes for a wonderful character. The you, Gattaca character. Yeah. Gattaca. Yeah, great reference on that one. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Half the internet is going, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what movie is that? I've heard of the oh, film. Now they know it's a movie because you mentioned it. Uh, that's for our youngins out there. Gattaca is a movie starring Ethan Hawke and Jude Law. Uh, and the idea is one of them is supposedly born perfect and the other one is not. But the Oh, right, twins. One who's... Uh, <laughs> for your even older audience. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, that just shows that the stats aren't really what make the character. You can still have an interesting character at a unique time. And uh, one other thing I'd kind of like to point out with that is, just because you don't maybe don't have good stats, one thing that can outbalance that is higher levels. I don't know how many NPCs I've made that have, haven't really had the great stats, but I'm like, I'm gonna make this guy tenth level. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. And, and many it ends up being a challenge. And many games have built-in mechanics. As you improve, you can increase your stats. You can build it up. Um, one of my DMs held very strongly to the belief that leveling up is a large chunk of what makes the game fun. You yep. start out at a given point, and as you progress, you get better at what you do. You become a better, stronger, faster, smarter character through your experiences. And witnessing that growth and being able to eventually overcome challenges you couldn't at first is part of what makes role-playing enjoyable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's better to start from... Especially like in D and D, you know, like you have, you know, that's you know what we kind of go back to, you know, the D twenty system. It has yeah. that that built in, you know, array there. But another reason why I like fifth edition, where you're capping out at twenty, you know, unless you are playing a special class with a special rule, you can't go any higher than twenty. So okay, well, you figured out how to bug the system where you start with an eighteen or twenty, then you have nowhere to go. Right. Okay, you're the big bad fighter that's starting at a twenty. Well, you started off. Perfect. You have nowhere to grow. It's all downhill from here. You know, I think it's much more interesting to see the the game be about the characters growing and evolving as people and as characters and their stats along with it. You know, like you said, being the fighter that starts with like a, a 12 strength, you know, a little bit above average, but nowhere compared to like the epic heroes of Tail, right. you know. But to striving for that, you know, again, that, that Gattaca reference where like the whole point is like, you know, Ethan Hawke just will not accept the limitations that have been put on him at birth and just striving to eventually like overcome those hard work and training always trumps nat natural talent you know look at batman <laughs> no that's your obscure reference for you yeah not yeah. batman the other one <laughs> yeah so uh, you know, the, so you start with a 12, but by the time you're level 20 when your character's capping out in D&D, &D, you know, you you have a 20 strength you're awesome. You have gone from average-ish Joe Schmo to the almighty Zod. You know what I mean? The right. deal before Zod. Hercules. Zero to hero. 
So it just it makes yeah, I know I didn't like the Disney one, <laughs> but it just makes for a much more interesting game. So I mean, that's leading into where we're kind of going with this. We're like having average or even below average stats. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. No. Like it's and for me again personally, I think it's much more interesting to see those low stats because they make much for, they make for a lot more role playing because having high stats makes for good rolling, R O L L. Right, but having low stats makes for good role playing. R O L E. Yeah, you have to role play that low stat. A yep. lot of people like to go like if they have a low intelligence, they like to use you know the kind of the dumb brute idea, you know, and and that's fine. That that can be it, but make that actually part of your character. Actually, go around and have conversations as this low intelligence person. He doesn't have to fly off the handle and get in a fight every time someone says something nasty to him. Maybe he doesn't know they said something nasty to him. Yeah, maybe it goes right over their head. Enough. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, these can make for fun uh, um, experiences. I had a, a bard one time that I played, and he was he was a kind of a, a teacher, historian kind of bard, more on the educated than physical side. He had a six strength, and I loved role playing that six strength. He couldn't carry a damn thing, couldn't really help out, but I had him every time. The heroes needed to push a door open. He was right there helping. Because technically he has a weight capacity that he can push, so he can help. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, everyone's looking at him like, why are you doing this? I'm part of the team. I'm part of the team, fellas. But I mean, you go on a, you you have like, say you have the, the, the very powerful wizard with a really low wisdom and have kind of like that absent-minded professor kind of moment. You exactly. Know, like, like oh, oh my God, I, I have a spell for this. Flip, 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 flip. Kaboom, fireball. Uh, you know, our party's in there. Oops. <laughs> Which you, I actually had a specific example I was going to bring up, and you kind of referenced the same material indirectly. <laughs> in that, I was going to say, you know, a low character stack can be very defining for a character, looking specifically at the character of Raistalin Majir from the Dragonlance Chronicles. He was a powerful wizard, eventually, but he was willing to sacrifice everything. Primarily, he sacrificed his health. He was a sickly child, but he wouldn't give up. He always kept his determination. He knew that his magic and his brains could overcome his physical limitations. And even though he's the character that occasionally had to be carried, though sometimes coughing up blood, so clearly he had a very low constitution. Um, although if you get into the backstories and read the annotations, the original character that Raceland was based on actually had just slightly below average constitution. It was played up heavily in the books, but it made a low stat that's critical for survival into a defining feature. Right. Um, Jared's reference there was a little bit to another character out of the series, Fizban, who was a wizard. uh, No spoilers here, but he was a wizard who was very high on the intellect, but wasn't always sure, you know, wasn't always making the best ideas. Specifically, there is a case where very near to his introduction, he decided to get the group out of the jail cell that they were in by fireballing the jail cell door while everybody was still inside this tiny packed jail cell. Yeah. Um, Not a great choice, but it made the character interesting and it was really defined by that low stat. Yeah, in other ways you can do it too. Uh, You know, if you have low physical stats as a combat character... You know, unless there's regulations on, you know, can I carry this weapon if you know, or this armor, you know, based on my stats, you know, that's that's going to be one thing. But 
you know, I mean, if your character, you can still play a fighter with a low strength, you know, maybe he's just, you know, maybe he's a new, maybe he's, you know, was not a fighter for very long. Maybe he is exactly what a level one character should be, an initiate of some sort. So, you know, I mean, the the idea of low low stats, even low physical stats, you can play those up, you know. Low con, you could have your character cough every once in a while in character because he's a little sickly. Or get the sniffles or something, you know, mm-hmm. make, make something up random for him. I actually went for one of my characters that I had a lot of fun with, who had very low stats. Um, yeah. His constitution was average, but his strength and dexterity were low. And what I did was I made him an older character. This yeah. is a guy who had a life, became a farmer, had a family, had a backstory. All this stuff happened, and now he's going out adventuring. So he was past his prime, right? and it made for a very memorable character because... I'm going to go find, you know, adventuring to do. And adventurers are traditionally young people starting out. Mm-hmm. And this guy's older and they start to, you know, they look to him. Um, he had a high wisdom because he had lived life and he had seen all that. But at the same time, he's like, oh, I know just about as much of this as you do. Right. Um, and, you know, using the lower stats made the character made the character interesting by giving me the idea, you know, how do I have a character who has a very high wisdom but a very, you know, low intelligence, low strength, low dexterity, actually rolled very poorly, but had a lot of fun with a low stat character. Right. Yeah, I mean, it teaches you to think around the problem, too. Like, say, okay, I want to be a fighter, but for, you know, whatever reason, I have an okay intelligence, I have an okay dex, but I have a poor strength. Okay, well, take advantage of your strengths. Or at least your non-weaknesses. And, okay, I'm going to be a dex-based kind of fighter. I'm going to use, you know, finesse weapons. And I'm going to, like, think around the problem. I'm going to be an intelligent fighter. I'm like, you know, I'm going to take advantage of, you know, like, you know, be more on the strategic side of being a fighter. Like, I'll go take advantage of flanking points and do this and do that. Right. And or he's using ranged weapons and hanging back, surveying the battle, seeing what's going on, giving guidance. Yeah, you know, and just kind of being, like, the whole David versus, you know, the Goliath kind of thing. And just, like, you know, I'm... I might be physically weaker than you, but that doesn't make me less, you know, less strong than you as a person. You know, I have my own strengths, whether, you know, even though it may not be strength, you know, as a stat itself. Yeah, as you level up, you're going to naturally get stronger anyway. You're going to get more abilities. But also, here's the other thing. If your players have low stats, and either whether you do this on purpose or they just kind of roll it, that might actually be a blessing in disguise because now they might actually run away from things. Yeah, they're fragile. They have weaknesses. Yeah, they know they can be hurt. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's probably the biggest you know thing that makes me like lower you know lower and even below uh, you know average stats. Most most player characters hate running away from things. They see a battle, they want to run right after it. They think they can take it. Mm -hmm. They think, oh, the GM put that there, I can take it. Okay, which we only encounter things that are appropriate to our level. (laughs) Right. Uh, Which, but this is a good way. That's like even if it is appropriate to your level. You guys have low stats. The CR5 might be closer to a CR7 to you guys. You might not be able to take it. Yeah, you know, also, again, because a lot of players have maybe too much faith in their DMs, they just assume that, if, like, if you're going to present it to me, then I can kill it. Right. You're all beat up. You've had three fights today. You haven't had a chance for a short rest. You're all beat up. You're low on hit points, regardless of your stats. There are situations that I've seen so many situations where, like, the group should just run away. But they yeah. will stand and fight to the last man. But who's always the ones that make it out of that? The guys with the high stats. The really high-statted strength and constitution barbarian is going to be fine. The high-statted fighter is going to be fine. The high-statted mage with lots of spells and good DCs, they're fine. The high-statted rogue with that high dex, they're fine. Characters with low statistics, 
aren't going to make it out of that as right. well on that third fight when they're all beat up and they haven't yeah, had a rest. They're not going to push the limits as well because they know that they're fragile. They know that they're mortal. Exactly. So, and again, that's why I, I, I do prefer having characters with lower stats so they don't feel godly. They need to feel mortal. They need to feel fragile. They need to know that I can step on them. They are an ant. Because right. even though I can, I, at any given time, no matter what game, no matter what stats, they are always an ant to me because I can step on them if I want them to, if I want to. Also coming up for a future episode, we will be talking about when it is appropriate to kill a player character. Yes. Oh, I yes. thought we were talking about those ants again. <laughs> no, no, to no, on that. no, we're talking about ants with low stats. Ah, well, <laughs> not going to find a lot of those. But when the player doesn't know that they're the ant, you know, that's the problem. Because they just, they walk up to everything and they'll go at it. And then they'll be all, like, huffy and puffy if they do go down. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just nice to see players just like like stop thinking of this as a disposable character and think of this as yourself. Right. Like this is you. Like you need like that's where like immersion really comes into like you know which is another thing that we're going to talk about in a future episode but like where I go for a lot of immersion you know, and like in my Contagion game that Jerry played, like I encouraged low stats. That they didn't get to re-roll a lot of stuff. They didn't get to re-roll ones. They didn't get to roll four dice. They rolled three d six, and that's what you got. Yeah. You know, and that's all there is to it. So like, there was a lot of average statted characters with some even lower stats. I think Jerry had one of the lowest statted characters that there was. Um, and then on top of that, you know, like pushing the immersion because it was supposed to be kind of like a thriller horrorish kind of game, yeah. and it kind of helped convey that that feel like I'm mortal, I can die. I mean, killing about seventeen characters throughout the game helped too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, they were mortals, and they, you know, and I also to help encourage that right off the bat, like they all made three characters right off the bat too. Like these are disposable. I'm going to kill you if I need to kill you. So like you better play smart. And immersion can really help with that, you know. Looking at my stats and saying, okay, I have three quarters of my hit points remaining. I have a couple spells left. I think I can handle this is one thing. But then thinking on the immersion side, like, man, I have been underfed for the past two days. I haven't slept in a good bed in a week. My arm is bugging me. I think I took a bad hit from that mace. My armor straps are digging in. I'm tired. I'm sore. I really don't want to get into a fight right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of that's just role-playing, but some of that can be kind of mimicked with these low-static characters. But I like what you brought up, actually. You mentioned that there was a horror element to one of the games there. Mm -hmm. That's actually kind of an idea of where you might want your characters to have low stats. Yeah, absolutely. That's why, I, I like, you get 3d6... Exactly. Roll it. You know, I know a lot of a lot of games I've been in. It's like, well, roll forty six and drop the lowest. You can re-roll ones, or yeah. you can re-roll ones and twos. Yeah. Roll seven stats, but only take your highest six. You know, they try to really work around and like, and some of that's working around, you know, bad rolls, and but some of that's really pushing for good stats. Right. You know, but if I just say roll three d six six times, like old school, like you're gonna come up with some average to poor stats there. Exactly. And, it, it, again, it makes the character disposable for a possible uh, horror game. I, I, I ran kind of a horror game once. I had uh, I had them all start with a 6 as a base stat. I think it was 6, might have been 8. And I just had them roll 1d6 and add it to it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's your stat. That's all you get. You know, you weren't going to get any better than a 12 or 14 most of the time. You might get as low as a 7, you know. Uh, and I just ran them through a quick kind of horror-style quick run-through. Yep. And, you know, you have to go to the other side there. You're going to have characters with low stats who are going to survive. Yeah. And you can sometimes hold those up as examples of, you know, this is how to make, a, this is how to make low stats work. 
know, I had a player who we were playing, it was a Star Wars game, and he played a Wookiee, Chewbacca, for those of you who are less familiar with Star Wars. Um, and he had a strength of 12, and every other stat was a 10. Or he had a strength of 20, and every other stat was a 10, because okay. Wookiees are extremely strong. And he's just like, these stats are awful. I'm not going to be able to do anything with this. And I pulled out my character sheet. Um, this was the old adventurer that I talked about earlier. I pulled out the, the character sheet, and I slid it over to him. I'm like, this is... You know, and I gave the character's name. Take a look at his stats. And they're actually worse off than the stats you had. But this was a good character. He was a, he was amazing. He was a hero. He was something special. Yeah. Stats don't make the character. Yeah. And you There's really more to a character than the numbers on your paper. Exactly. As a GM, you really have to plug that to your players. You know. Yeah, you got to push. You got to like. And every group's different, and this comes back to player styles, which again we talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. Go review that so you know what your players like, what they you know, what they're looking for. But if you have the right group of people, because this isn't gonna work with all the groups. You if you have a no. group of fighters and optimizers, they might not really dig the whole like you're gonna force low stats on me. Right. But if you have more on the role player storyteller side, then they're gonna be like, Oh, you're you know, as long as you have the conversation with them, like, I'm looking for low stats, this is why I think it's a great opportunity. Then they can they'll be right on board with you. I yeah. would think you know like all right cool okay so um, how about I give you know you know I've even this is something that's been kind of like tickling tickling in my brain on the idea of doing like another horror kind of game is giving certain stats like okay for your intelligence you can roll forty six reroll ones right like but for your strength you're gonna roll three d six. But like you know, kind of encourage like you're going to be a fairly intelligent, if not above average, intelligent person. So that way you can think through. Because I want you to think through these problems that I'm going to present to you. But I don't want you to rely on your physical stats. Right. I don't want you to try to fight your way through it. Um, there is a video game I can't think of now, but the, the it's a horror game. It's a horror survival game, and there is no combat button. There is no way to fight. You like it is a problem solving. Uh, it's called Outlast. That's what it's called. Outlast. So. All you can do is think your way through a problem. If a monster's coming, you hide. You turn off your flashlight. You hold your breath. You pray to God. <laughs> <laughs> the monster leaves through. You know, monster leaves. You try to sneak out and you try to sur you, you survive. Period. There's no. Well, I didn't do very well, so I guess I'll shoot the thing in the face a bunch of times. No, there's no gun. There's not even a punch button. That's it. Oh. So, like, kind of having that kind of thought process, like, you know, again, something that's been kind of tickling in the back of my head is like. Roll this for this stat. Roll this for this stat. Roll it, or like maybe even like okay, we'll roll this for your your intelligence stat, your your mental stats. Roll this for your physical stats. Okay, three d six, no pluses, no minuses, no re rolls for your physical stats. Roll forty six re roll ones and twos. Drop the lowest for your intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And I want to see what you guys can do thinking through the problem. Right. I don't want you to fight through the problem. I want you to think through the problem. You know, a little bit more of like a, a realism kind of thing. Like, okay, you're not going to have high hit points. You know, almost like Call of Cthulhu. I don't know if you played Call of Cthulhu, which yes. was D20 based. Yep. But I, I've actually, that's one of the few games other than D&D um, D &D that I've DM'd. I've DM'd Call of Cthulhu and Exalted in D&D. &D, but so my Call of Cthulhu games... I love those. Sadly, very few people would live through one session, but I think a lot of that was kind of like learning the system. I was kind of too D&D-ish, like throwing a little bit too much at some of the players and not realizing that I needed to back off a right. little bit. 
but still the games are I thought like in, even though like almost no player would or character would live through like a whole session or live through more than two sessions all the players we just enjoyed the crap out of the game just because yeah. it's, it's so much different from D&D where like you are a very fragile mortal yeah. there's a touch of magic but if you use magic it makes you go cray cray you know yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a completely different system yeah, it's a system. It's a system built on the idea that everyone's basically average. Yeah, everyone's a mortal you know? human. They're not a heroic dwarf. They're not, you know, the right. the demigod half dragon. And uh, I mean, there are systems out there. If it comes down to it, and your players aren't happy with stat rolls or whatever, if stats become a big issue, there's always point by systems, uh, like like White Wolf. Um, you know, or Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Gathering, whatever you're more familiar with. Where you're like, okay, well, here's the number of points you're assigned for each of your stat blocks. You can put so many points in. You can even buy better stats if you want, but they're going to make that decision, like you mentioned earlier, as to what stats are important to them. Because mm-hmm. they might want those those extra free points for something else. Yeah, and that's kind of the whole, you know, kind of like what I mentioned with optimizing is like, you know, over-specializing your breed and weakness. Now, same thing applies to point-by systems that are exactly. designed to keep maintain balance. Mm-hmm. You can push that balance and say, well, I want to be really good at fighting, but then you're going to be weaker at everything else. Right. Although, players are very resourceful. They're always going to find ways to compensate for that. Um, and as a DM, you just need to learn to roll with it. Don't punish them necessarily for having low stats no um in in fact i was i wanted to touch on that for just a second you may even want to reward them you know not specifically for that but after a couple of sessions they're playing out these low stats they're actually role-playing through it you know give them a little something extra you know like a a unique item or something that you know Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily say hey thanks for playing with the low stats here's a gift but let them know that see you can still be a successful player with these statistics yeah absolutely I think, you know, like Jerry said, don't ever punish your players. You shouldn't really be punishing your players for anything unless nope. they're, you know, purposely being... Uh, Attacking the integrity of the group. Yeah, yes. which I, I'm quite sure we're going to approach difficult players in another episode as well. Um, uh, we do have... It's for bonus episodes we have dealing with problem players and dealing with player problems. Yeah. yeah. And again, even in those situations, I don't think you should be punishing just dealing with would be the correct term yeah. but yeah so i mean low stats are not uh, the end of the world they're not a bad thing i think that they can actually be a great positive force in your game especially in the right type of game if used appropriately and i also think for uh anybody out there who is very against low stats who thinks like i need to have those high stats to survive i'd actually like to challenge you to take a character with below average stats play something for the sake of having fun, have some fun with it, and see that the low stats aren't as bad as you think. Yeah, and I think that's a, a good mindset to have going in. Like, anytime you're forced to play a character with low stats or you choose to play a character with low stats, the point is to go approach it with having fun. You're not approaching this to win. Obviously, right. if you're approaching this, quote-unquote, to win, you're going to want the best stats that you can. But if you're approaching this to have fun, which is how I think you should typically approach all games, but if you're approaching it to purely with the mindset of just to have fun, then you can have a ball with some low stats. I mean, you can just, just go crazy with it. Have fun, you know? Like, play the retarded fighter, play the absent-minded professor, play the klutzy, uh, a klutzy rogue. 
how often do you see that? Like, well, I'm a, I'm smart. I can think my way through the burglary, um, you know, the through the crime, but I'm not exactly the the lightest on my toes. I tend to bump into things. Maybe you're kind of a a, a girthy kind of thief. You know, you got a little bit of a gut that knocks statues <laughs> over every now and then. <laughs> you know, but just going outside the box and thinking odd like that can you can have some really interesting and very memorable characters. And you know what? If you if you've got the bad stats, they wind up hurting you too much what's the worst that's going to happen you're going to get to make a new character yeah <laughs> so that's always a new, another step on the road and you can always have another adventure so we are out of time we're going to be wrapping this up definitely feel free to follow us on facebook sign up for our message boards gamemasterstudio.proboards.com you can follow us on twitter at gms studios we do have a new episode posted here every week uh, every Tuesday. So come back next time we're in the studio for some more information, and we will see you then. Bye bye.